Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I would like to do is talk to fun and sexy guests here in the studio and talk about fun and sexy things. So today I'm very excited to talk to this lovely person. They're one of my favorite Twitter follows, actually. Super fun. Um, and just like, you, you, it's like the realness. <laughs> Of lifestyle domination, I feel like a little little glimpse of real life, you know. <laughs> so, without further ado, please welcome to the mic, everybody, lifestyle dom, online content creator, and fin dom, Miss Finesse. Hello, Finesse. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me on, Lady Pim. Oh my God, it is my absolute pleasure. I feel like we have all sorts of things that we could talk about today. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay um since i just mentioned it off the top can you tell me about your i don't know w- can you tell the people about your twitter feed a little bit because i think that's where i fell in love with you so <laughs> let's let the people fall in love with you as well <laughs> um well yeah i have a twitter feed it's uh, at the underscore finer underscore stuff because the finer things was already taken and you know you gotta pivot sometimes yeah um but yeah, so it's basically uh, where I post my thoughts and also like content for what I do. I, uh, as Lady Pim mentioned, I am a online content creator. Um, and so, well, online content creator as well as a lifestyle dom. Mm-hmm. So that is sort of a mix of both uh, where I talk about both what interests me, but also you know, put stuff up for other people to enjoy, let's say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as they might, yes. Yeah. I just, I just feel like with your feed specifically, like some people have like an alt account, you know, and some people have their like client-facing account. For you, I feel like you're kind of not afraid to just tell it like it is, like right on the main feed. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I... yeah some i have opinions and uh sometimes i like to say those opinions i don't think i say anything too controversial um but no on the contrary it's like a lot of times it's like what we're all thinking you know yeah yeah i mean a lot of that really just comes from like being both like a lifestyle player and then entering into like more of a professional sphere where like Mm -hmm. There's so many similarities, but I don't know if you found this, but I find like the rules are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love this as a topic of conversation. Okay, yeah. good because I have many opinions on this. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that for me, like making the transition from like, oh, this is what I do in my personal life to like, this is what I do semi-professionally. Um, and like trying to sort of learn the new rules of engagement, mm-hmm. uh, definitely. It was a learning curve, let's say. Um, but then it's also sort of like interacting with like other people who uh, perhaps are professional only and who don't really have an interest in this in their personal life, which is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But like, you can definitely tell when they have like a very different perspective on how things go and it's sort of like interesting to sort of meet that like preconceptions they have versus like the preconceptions i have coming in from like someone who does this in their personal life yeah Um, i like a lot of what you're saying because it's like people have very nuanced personal experiences with kink and how they practice kink um and how they just the relationship with and how they understand it and like oh my god it's a huge learning curve i feel like just client to client and person to person even like partner to partner you know if we're talking about lifestyle stuff stuff it's like 
um, to figure out what they what is their worldview as far as kink goes because like some people are as you said they don't actually maybe practice it lifestyle in real life with other people it's just the online thing so maybe their experience is like the fantasy side of it only Mm -hmm. and there can sometimes be a conflict there it's like okay but when you really practice this like consent you need consent (laughs) and like like yeah all all these things you come up against it's like okay but you can't just like (laughs) you can't have one without the other but some people approach it that way so it's like that thing of um, yeah, figuring out what where they're coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's also like, I had like two sort of favorite anecdotes of like examples from like different preconceptions. Mm-hmm. The first one is like, especially with sort of online uh, feminine content creators who are like very heavy into the humiliation, which mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love, love me some humiliation. As do I. Um, but every once in a while, I would see someone be like, oh, my God, this sub is actually hot. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens. A lot of them are very attractive. You still have to tell them they're a pathetic little slut or whatever, but, like, they're also hot while you do it. It's yeah. great. Um, I love a person that's into SPH that actually has a big dick. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite. It- so, okay, I've definitely countered some people who genuinely have, like, small, like, penises on the smaller side who sure. are into small penis humiliation, but for the most part, I'm like, this is just a dick. Yeah. This is just a regular dick. You, like, there's nothing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's an It's also not dick. that special. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I For one moment, I, I did, like, a... Uh, shit post where i was like i'm now advertising like dick neutral rates nice where it's just sort of like you pay me money and i tell you that you have an average dick like i love because most of it's like yep definitely got a dick it's meh it's there yeah. isn't it and you've it's taken there. a picture of it <laughs> so yeah like that's sort of uh a preconception people have from like the dom side when like they don't necessarily practice lifestyle but also like uh one of my favorite uh, Twitter followers, uh, well, twi- Twitter following, mm-hmm. there we go, uh, Omis Pearl, who, mm-hmm. uh, yes. her sub had previously, like, mainly uh, patronized, like, professional dominance, and, like, they are now in, like, a lifestyle femdom relationship, they're very cute, um, but, like, she was talking about how he had, like, the preconception because of, like, legal... And also, I suppose, like, personal boundaries of, like, the dominance he patronized. Sure. Uh, like, he sort of thought, like, oh, I just, like, jerk off at the end and then, like, onto a towel and that's it. And she's like, no, like, get over here. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I love this thing you're talking about. Um, that, you know, if you follow a lot of people, uh, like, maybe maybe specifically Findoms, I feel like this is a really common thing of um, the humiliation element of like, it really, they play really hard into this fantasy of they just fucking hate men and they're disgusting and gross and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 right? So, you know, people can see that and be like, oh, wow, a dominant is supposed to actually think they're submissive is gross and not want to touch them ever and think that no one would want to ever touch them because they've got such a time like whatever on and on Mm -hmm. right so it's easy you know for people that only experience kink in that way maybe they're a kinky person jerking off and on twitter uh, following a bunch of findoms right that's their that's their misconception of like what a DS dynamic might actually look like. Whereas, yeah, it, in real life, it's it's like, can be very nuanced. Like, sure, it can have those humiliating elements and maybe it can also look like exactly what I described, but also it can look like a lot more where like, you know, the, uh, we're as dominance, like especially doing in-person sessions. So, um, you know, the experience of, of, of um, Oh, Miss Pearl's sub. It's like they were never allowed to touch us. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the line. So that's what they think fem- femdom is. And it's like, well, no, I do femdom that 
you know, e- even some professionals do um, are dominatrices that are full service dominatrices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or do a mix of things. Maybe it's like cuckolding and maybe it's they warm them up before they go fuck their person. Like it can look yeah. any fucking way. When I was like lifestyle only, sort of like dealing with subs who had like a professional only or like they only got their femdom information from marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like a big thing that I had to be like, it was like, People would like message me being like, I know, like I make, I would put up a personal ad on FetLife and they'll okay. like message me and be like, I know we're never going to have sex. I'm never going to see you naked. And I'm just going to be like a pathetic yeah. little sexless toy. And I'm like, actually, I want, I want a partner who I can fuck. So, uh, and also no humiliate. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's not a great way to sell yourself on someone is like, if you're starting messages, like I have a worthless worthless cock it's like okay so (laughs) what are you expecting here yeah yeah but again Uh, that's the thing that's that learning curve of like oh you don't want that it's like because that's what i think you want from like you know doms marketing that do mm -hmm. certain doms that specifically do humiliation stuff um and they don't show the kind of behind the scenes of like you know um like for me i'm like the dom has to like care about your general well-being yeah. to like engage with you in a scene like there's that's like a, a threshold bare like... minimum <laughs> like, yeah i don't know for me it's like a lot of this is pretend like and a lot of people just don't understand that if they've never had the real experience mm-hmm. um not to say that all you know all dominance all lifestyle dominance are caring and uh, they oh, sure. sensual and they fuck their subs and all pro dominance are, are not. So that, mm. that's not the case either. But, you know, it's probably best to check in with the dominant first <laughs> about all this stuff before just assuming. Like, mm-hmm. if someone gets in my email all sniveling, all ready and roll, and like, I, I'm like, I didn't consent to doming you right now. Like, exactly. Like, what what is what is happening? Yeah. Mm. You said at the top you had you had a couple examples of this sort of thing. Did we cut you off? Um, I think I, I, I think I said my two things. I mean, cool. I could probably go on. Um, <laughs> Same. But yeah, sort of like what you mentioned about how like, especially with like fandoms, uh, playing really heavily into the like humiliation and like the hating all their subs and like subs are the dirt that we walk on etc etc yeah um which like i as previously mentioned love me some humiliation i don't like humiliation all the time Mm -hmm. um and like it's definitely because i sort of started primarily as like a fin dom i sort of like branched out now because like I find when you just do one kink for too long, it sort of is like, okay, well, like, how can I make this more interesting for me? Because, mm-hmm. like, I have to be entertained, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's definitely interesting being in that space as a lifestyle dom. Uh, because when I sort of first started, which was, like, just over two years ago now, mm-hmm. like, it was very, like... Like, there's trends in the community, or at least Twitter sphere, mm-hmm. where, like, it was very much the trend of, like, oh, the Dom has an alpha who, like, you, uh, the subs would be cucked for, and, like, the alpha is, like, the dominant guy who is, like, the person, like, the ideal masculine archetype, basically. Yeah. Um, and, like, that was really the thing in, like having more, like, personal relationships with subs was sort of, like, frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Um, it has since shifted away from that and more into, like, it's okay to like subs now. <laughs> so silly, But, like, really. <laughs> for a while, it was like, oh, this is... This is a weird part of Twitter for me to be on, but because I do this kink, this is sort of the built-in community somehow. Yeah. So when you noticed that you coming into the community as a professional and that was like, what was going on? Were you, did you have any instincts to be like, okay, maybe I got to do this Um, or present this way, you know, kind of alter your dominant voice in this way um, 
to kind of go along with that? Or were you already like, well, that's bullshit. I'm going to shit post about it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I definitely was like, especially at the start, I was like, okay, so this is sort of like the archetype I want. So I have to like narrowly perform that. Yeah, um, at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't like, I was very open about the fact that I have a sub who is my partner and they're great. Um, but it was more like having to like present in a very specific like aesthetic. Like there's sort of genres of fandoms. There's like very sensual, very like elegant fandoms. Then there's like bratty sort of like not necessarily teenage, but like bratty uh, younger women who like just flip you off and do whatever um and like so on and so forth um and like I sort of was like okay well I like sort of the elegant aesthetic so I want to like perform that but like that again is sort of like so rigidly performing one thing that I just I can't do that nonstop. Yeah. so now it's more even of if like you a, like it even if I like it so like yeah. I definitely go in and out of like, oh, like I'm very elegant and like hot and sexy, but also I will <laughs> shit post about making my subs kiss like Barbie dolls. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's definitely how I kind of came into the industry as well. Like being like, oh, I guess I have to narrow what this looks like, like narrow my brand a bit. Mm -hmm just to kind of focus it I guess a bit but like really I'm like at this point you know having done it for the same like a few years right you you're kind of like well I'm also just I'm just gonna be myself at this point kind of you know what I mean like it, it really is easier yeah yeah than having to adhere to um something yeah super narrow again and like in the box and specific it's like well I'll, I enjoy this kink in a bunch of different ways, so I'm sure other people do too. And lo and behold, they do, you know? You might reach mm -hmm. more people that way. I'm sure but there's there's positives of doing it both ways, you know? I, yeah, I definitely feel like it's sort of like training wheels, where yeah. it's like you haven't found your voice yet. So here's so the like default. Until you do. Yeah. Here's yeah. a guideline, which like... There's definitely pros and cons of like having sort of archetypes to adhere adhere to, but mm -hmm. we all have to start somewhere. Yeah, it's nice to have a script to know um, how you can deviate from the script. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's nice to have the lines there so you can choose to color outside of them. Um, and do that in like kind of an intentional way. Because I've always done the thing where I'm like, I show behind the veil a lot where I'm like, okay, you know, I'll give some posts and stuff that is engaging the fantasy element, but also I like to talk about like, you know, consent and like yeah. stuff like, hey, you know, if you're a submissive and you're feeling this, that's okay. And it's not wrong. And, you know, like stuff like the kind of, the, I guess, the kink education elements as well. Mm -hmm. So I try to, I'm trying to balance I like to try to balance both because I am a kink educator and I am, I am a sex educator as well. So to me, from my, if we're talking about like our personal experiences with kink and how we come about it, that's where I'm coming about it. So for me, I want to, I want to let people know that like the fantasy isn't the reality. Like the fantasy yeah. is a fancy, a fantasy and it's fun. And you know, we do it for a lot of cool reasons and it's okay. And it's lovely and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, this is kind of some background work that should probably be done just for everybody's mm -hmm. safety and overall well-being. <laughs> and it's one of the, it's something I really like about your feed. Hmm. Uh, Cause yeah, like on on the fandom side of stuff, there's it's very uh, fantasy heavy. Yeah, like no, I, I feel like a lot of yeah a lot of fandoms specifically, uh, it is very that you don't get a lot of fandoms giving being like like actually validating people and be like, hey, I actually like you know mm -hmm. appreciate other human beings who are giving me money. <laughs> like you don't see them super often on a fandom. People give me money and that. That's very nice of them. Yeah, and, and I love them for it, and I love what I do, mm. and, and cool. <laughs> We're all happy. <laughs> yeah, everyone walks away with what they want. 
I'm I'm uh, yeah I'm not like heavy in the Findom on Findom Twitter. In fact, a lot of Findoms honestly I've I follow people and stuff like that. But some some people I unfollow because of that. Um, just what we were talking about before, just yeah. like so much of that humiliation med- messaging. I just can't have that on my feed. I'm like, I'm good. I, I need it. I need to look at a more positive <laughs> feed. You know. I 100% agree. I, I definitely have spent a lot of time and effort trying to, like, find people I vibe with more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a little difficult. Because I think one of the things about fandom is that it is definitely... It has sort of been, not advertised, but, like, there's been media and whatnot about it being like oh you can make a lot of money Mm. from being mean to men online which like you can um but (laughs) which not which not no (laughs) um but it's also not that easy um and then you get a lot of like inexperienced people going like oh i'm gonna give this a go and unfortunately a lot of the time it their only point of, like, education is the other, like, very fantasy-heavy feeds who never have that break of, like, oh, this is this is a fantasy. Here's, like, the behind-the-scene things. Yeah. Uh, it's all, and then it's all I pretend. Think it's, it's all fun and games, people. It's yeah. all... And, like, that for me, coming into the professional sphere, it was definitely... Because, um, like, I came from FetLife and, like... I don't know if you know the FetLife group, like, Submissive Men and the Women Who Love Them, Mm -hmm. which is, like, a forum which is very, it's very practical. They talk about, like, uh, femdom in very non-jerk-off ways. They're just like, this is what my relationship is like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, going from that to, like, very fantasy-heavy feeds, Mm -hmm. part of me was like, do these people actually believe it? I know. But, like... You know, you sort of learn like, oh, this is just marketing and this is just how this works on this side of the valley, so to speak. Totally. Yeah. I I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe at one point um, to kind of counter this conversation, I believe at one point you were like, also, though, on my feed, I shouldn't have to say every time every post that I post about me and my personal sub like that it's consensual you know what I mean like yeah I shouldn't really have to like I'm I'm going to assume that people know what consent is and that um, like my personal relationship that I've had maybe for years with my submissive like you you know what I mean like me me offering a little glimpse into my life like you don't need to worry about us like we know what consent is like Exactly. And also, like, another, like, element of that is, like, uh, I posted it a while back with, like, just the frustration of, like, having to explain to people, like, every single time I talk about my personal sub, where it's like, no, I'm in a relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're my partner. Uh, they're also my sub. No, those are not, like, mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And just sort of, like, having to, like, re-explain all these things. (laughs) I'm just sort of like, can we just, like, assume a baseline here, people? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, yeah, when you're just doing this on Twitter openly, like, for everybody to see, it's such a general audience. It's, like, it's not even Kink 101. It's, like, Kink 100. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, people are literally just, like... And, you know, people are on their computers or on their phones. They can literally just troll about any mm-hmm. little nitpicky little fucking thing. And it's like, oh, God, just don't worry about it, guys. Exactly. I know my relationship better than you. Thank you yeah, very much. that. <laughs> exactly. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. 
They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. Club M4 wants to officially announce that they are back open for business, baby, at 1989 Dundas Street East, Mississauga. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA, and they are super excited to tell you about their Saturday Couples and Single Women Only events. To keep updated on their events, go to at Club M4 events on Instagram, or specifically for their kinky events, go to at Depraved events on Instagram. And of course, head on down to clubm4.com to see what a lifestyle club by swingers for swingers is all about. So I'm wondering if, um, since you are, you know, your lifestyle and also you do this professionally, um, does they, let's talk about like the lifestyle side and how that might interact with your professional side. Like, has there been anything unexpected that has happened there as far as maybe balancing the two? I mean, it's definitely been interesting, let's say that. Um, but like, there, so everyone's sexuality like fluctuates to a certain degree. Um, and like when I'm very stressed, like I'm very much like, I don't want anyone to touch me. Like I have no sexual drive, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, so there'll be instances where like, I'm very stressed and like, I don't really want to like engage in, you know, the hot TV sex we usually do. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, but I also have to go do the session that someone paid for. Uh, where I dom them, but not my partner. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's definitely been, like, something we've talked about, where, like, my partner is very supportive. They're, you know, they understand, and they're very patient. Um, But there's definitely, like, I've definitely felt guilty sometimes, where it's, like, I'm giving this energy to, like, other people, but not my partner. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really, that's really interesting. I, that makes me think recently, I am, I had COVID maybe like a month ago or something, maybe longer Mm -hmm. than that. Oh, no, definitely longer than that now. Um, But when I was like, getting better, I had like a custom video that was sitting there from before I was sick. Mm -hmm. And you know, I hate shit sitting there. Um, like I want to do it as soon as possible. I need to bang it out. So it's off my to-do list. You know what I mean? So I wasn't seeing anybody cause I was sick. And then one of the first things I did when I was not contagious anymore and feeling okay enough to shoot this custom was that I, you know, I tried to book it like, and I, it was a partnered custom and, mm-hmm. um, like a partner of mine was like, I'm really upset because, you know, you're clearly doing stuff now, but you didn't message me mm-hmm. to get together. And I'm like, oh, but literally this is just like one video. I do, I'm not feeling great. You know, I'm not doing like this is work. You know, it, it was that same kind of thing of like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling well enough to shoot this custom, I guess. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a tough kind of balance thing where I was like no, you're right. I should be either be able to put off this custom, you know, until I actually feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, maybe you could come over and bring me some soup right now and that'd be okay too. <laughs> I don't know. Something, right? Yeah. It's I complicated. Mean, I, I definitely agree. And like, I know that when it's like a, a polyamorous thing, it just sort of gets more complicated in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause you only have finite time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, <laughs> I know um, from following your feed that you are you are a fetware connoisseur. You've got some gorgeous pieces. Indeed. When did you start to kind of acquire these and realize that this was something that was interesting to you? I mean, so I I started being active in the kink community when I was like nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and I would was a broke university student, so I didn't have anything. Um, But I was also very much, like, 
sort of opposed to the stereotypical dominatrix aesthetic in many ways where it's like I wanted to look cute and I had some cute dresses that I would wear to like parties and whatnot and I just I felt like a lot of the um aesthetics were very like masculine I guess or at least that was my thought process at the time Mm -hmm. um so I was like very much opposed to that not necessarily like in like a oh well I don't need leather to like be dominant but in like a none of this suits my aesthetic mm-hmm. and I don't want like I don't feel hot putting this on so I don't put it on yeah um and then like I think that changed when I like went to northbound leather not necessarily <laughs> for the first time but like I I would like browse it because it was sort of nearby um and at one point uh, the the saleswoman there managed to convince me to buy a uh, leather cat suit. It's like a leotard where, like, you know the ones that, like, gymnasts wear where it's, like, high cut but then there's sleeves? Mm-hmm. Um, so it fit me very well. It was half off. And she managed to convince me to buy it because I was like, this looks great. Yeah. Um, and... Even though it was half off, it was still, I think, at that time, the second most expensive thing I've ever owned. (laughs) Yeah, leather is not cheap. It's not cheap. (laughs) But side note, I love when, like, whenever I complain about, like, the cost of leather, people will inevitably be like, oh, well, just get latex. And I'm like, it's just as expensive. And also, it feels insanely different to wear. Like, you obviously never put on latex if you're going to say that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. I, latex looks so good. So good. But feels so bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, the experience of putting it on is so, like, I mean, like, I can, when it's on, I'm like, this is interesting. It's not necessarily, like, a top fetish of mine, but, like, I can see the appeal, yeah. but putting it on and taking it off is such an ordeal oh. that I'm just sort of like, I, I cannot do this <laughs> regularly. Yeah, for me, all that ordeal is enough for me to just not wear it at all. Like, it's that inconvenient for me. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. can't, I, could, I can't even fathom. I literally have pieces where, like, I cannot put on myself because, like, yeah. I have to have a second pair of hands to pull it down 100%. or whatever. Like it's it's great, but also just as expensive as like leather. Yep. Um cuz you have to buy all that lube. Yeah, cuz you're also swimming in fucking Oh my god. <laughs> Silico, baby. Yeah. Okay, so I did I did a like photo shoot uh and maybe a clip, I can't remember, where I was wearing uh like thigh high latex stockings mm-hmm. and like i looked at the website and a lot of them were like open foot so it was just sort of like a very long leg warmer basically mm-hmm. of latex but i was like that looks dumb i don't want that i want like the full foot because that's like what i think will look the best <laughs> that was a mistake <laughs> yeah I'm like, um because it turns <laughs> out all of the lube and the sweat Mm-hmm. had just pulled in my feet and I was wearing like seven inch pleasers during the shoot. So like my feet were slipping in the latex while I was wearing these insanely tall heels. Oh, and I was just sort of like, this is not good. This is, this will end badly. <laughs> this is like actually a hazard. <laughs> yeah. Call OSHA. This is a workplace hazard. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> But back to back to Northbound Leather. Yes. So I bought that, uh, and that was sort of like the start where I was like learning to sort of incorporate my personal aesthetic with fetwear. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like I really like I I started buying like smaller pieces and like sort of incorporating that in like regular clothes, um, and like. You know, over time, my aesthetic has definitely, like, uh, evolved, where it's, like, I love 
evening gown, like elegant wear, like evening gowns, and then also fetish wear. And I'm like, if I can combine these two, this is, this is perfect for me. Yeah. Uh, so that's like what a lot of my feed is, where it's like, one of the good things about online content creation is that like, it really gave me an outlet to explore and like, express my creativity in those ways. Yeah. Um, and like, it's stuff that makes me feel sexy. So I like putting it on. Yeah. Beforehand, um, before you started really getting into fetware, was your dominance like enhanced, affected by like things you wore beforehand? You're saying like you like cute little dresses and stuff like that. Um, was your, you know, did that feel a certain way to you while you were doing scenes or in, engaged in your your long term dynamics? I mean, well, for like. When I say, sorry, I'm trying to organize my thoughts. Um, like in long-term dynamics, it really did not matter what I wore because half the time I was wearing my pajamas when I was dominating someone. Yeah. Um, so it was like, you know, the, the cute dresses were a perk of like, oh, we're going to a party. So like, I'm going to put on something nice. Yeah. Um, but like at no point was I like, I have to wear these outfits in order to be dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I, I don't think that, like, my, like, putting on specific outfits has ever, like, quote-unquote enhanced my dominance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been, this is a special occasion, and I feel sexy, and that helps. I mean, like, regardless of what you're wearing, if you mm-hmm. feel sexy with what you're wearing, you're gonna come off differently. Yeah, exude confidence, perhaps. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um... But yeah, there's definitely different like vibes. Like for the longest time, I've wanted to do a scene where I'm like a very like pretty sort of 1950s sort of vibe of like aesthetic and like wearing that dress and looking really cute and sort of very innocent. Mm -hmm. And then like my partner is dressed up like a motorcycle, uh, like. leather jacket like <laughs> hair slipped back that vibe and then we go to a party and then i just dominate the shit out of them because i'm like that would be fun yeah i like that um and like when i'm wearing like more like uh feminine and like dainty stuff like the vibe is definitely more like oh i look so harmless but i'm actually you know beating the shit out of you yeah um but when you, I'm wearing more like hard fetch stuff. It's definitely more, quote unquote, traditional dominatrix of like, I look hot, and I'm doing mean things to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so will you still, um, even though you know that hits so hard, like the fet wear stuff? Do you still like to wear kind of you know some flouncy stuff sometimes, and like, do a different kind of style that way? Sometimes. I mean, unfortunately, with the pandemic, I haven't been out to parties in forever, and I'm very sad about that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, recently, like, I rented a dungeon with my personal sub, and, like, we dressed up a little, and we went over. Just, like, a a nice little dress, um, because I was not going to spend time in my rental getting into latex. There Um, you go. (laughs) (laughs) Rentals cost money, so... I want my money's worth. Yeah. I will beat this up for the full two yes. hours. Yes. Let's go. I love it. Is um does photography um and like documenting scenes or outfits like come into play here as well? I mean so for me like the, the photography and like the documenting is very separate from like my personal play. Mm-hmm. Um, for a couple of reasons. One being like when I'm playing with my partner, I want all of my attention to be with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're filming, like you have to think about like camera angles and like how long this is going to go and just a bunch of. Oh, sorry, my computer just froze. Um, <laughs> so all those different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
like just also in like my personal life i don't take a lot of photos in general but like i i sort of see like getting dressed up and like picking out the outfit and then like taking photos and like seeing the ways i can like move my body to be sort of like all of part of an art that i'm making not to sound pretentious about <laughs> no, I the like sexy that. photos i take um so like it's it's definitely a confidence booster mm -hmm. i mean there is like a ritual i have quote unquote ritual where like i put on an outfit and then i walk out of my <laughs> little shooting area and mm -hmm. i find my partner and i'm like eh eh check this out and they have to tell me i look very hot <laughs> they're contractually obligated <laughs> yes it's in our contract <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm I'm also the uh, in that um uh, maybe 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 I'm not completely, but I definitely used to be like I used to have clients that would request pictures being taken like mid scene. Mm -hmm. Um and uh to me in the beginning that used to feel like it was disrupting the scene. But I think over time, I kind of learned how to engage that in the play. Like, in negotiation, I'd ask stuff like, you know, what, you know, what do the pictures mean to you? Or what is the intention of the pictures? Or how does me taking a picture of you make you feel? Stuff like that. So I could get a little more information surrounding that part of the scene. Because really, that's, you know, sometimes they just want you to snap a couple photos for a memory. But also, um, some people really like that, you know, either maybe it's an exhibitionist thing that's mm -hmm. happening there or like a humiliating thing of like this humiliating thing is now being documented and it's there forever. Maybe it's a blackmail thing of like, <laughs> you know, maybe now I can post it somewhere and threaten them with that. Like, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think over time I kind of learned to like documenting stuff as it, uh, as it was happening more. And even in my mm -hmm. personal content creation, like, I think I used to, you know, do a shoot, you know, and it wouldn't really be like play. It would be like, this is the shoot. And then that may have morphed a lot more into the thing of like, the camera's just on and we're just doing a scene and we're basically, you know, ignoring the camera as much as we can get away with. Um, mm. and we're just, it's about us. It's not about like, you know, what angles and, and stuff like that. I'm sure a balance is probably the best way to go about those things, but hey, <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Listen, it's your porn. You get to do what you want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if nobody buys it, nobody buys it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what kind of, of things for like content creation, what are some of your favorite things to create? Um... So honestly, like, my favorite part of, like, the whole content creation is, like, creating the new outfits. Yeah. Uh, this has just been an elaborate ruse to get people to pay for more outfits. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I legitimately have more fetwear than regular clothes at this point, and I need a second closet. It's bad. Amazing. Um, but, like, I've also, like, gone more into, like, clips and whatnot. Because pre previously, it was more just, like, photos and then, like, tech sessions and occasionally, like, video. I mean, I'm now doing, like, video sessions a little mm. bit. Um, but honestly, at right now, um, I am, I was, like, scheduling uh, content to upload for this next week uh, where I was, like, doing... Uh, collaboration with uh aurora aspen mm -hmm. uh their twitter handle is at aurora underscore aspen mm -hmm. um and like it's been really fun to sort of like collaborate with other people uh to just like do new things because one of the difficulties of like doing solo pov femdom stuff is just like okay so it's me talking to the camera for eight minutes mm -hmm. and it's so much more fun to play off of someone instead of 100%. just stand in front of a camera. Yeah. Mm. I love that. 
Um, I love how, how you're also bringing up <laughs> it's just an excuse for you to wear more outfits and, and acquire more outfits. Um, yep. Because <laughs> I feel like this is this is kind of interesting, right? Another thing that like um, I kind of realized with uh, doing professional domination, right? It's like I've always, I don't know, maybe I'm somewhere in the middle where like I like outfits, but also it's not completely... Um, that's not where it starts and ends for me. I, and mm-hmm. it's funny just within the pro dominance at ritual chamber, like we have the people who are like very fet wear forward, like that's their fetish is wearing, you know, certain things. Um, and it influ- influences the way they do scenes in a huge way. And, um, the aesthetic is like a really important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have like other people in our house that are literally they own no fetware, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting thing, like business wise, you know what I mean? Like uh, at one point, Shahrazad is like, "Yeah, I think I need to tell whomever to get like at least a couple fetware pieces, <laughs> just for like, <laughs> you know, just for like, because you take photos of you in the space, and mm-hmm. um, you can't take a photo of." Like, prove me wrong, people, by by any chance. But, like, there are a lot of uh, things about dominance and things about kink that you can't really take a photo of. You know, if you're really about power dynamics and what's going on inside mm-hmm. and energy, you know, that always doesn't photograph, you know. So that's the thing about fetware is it photographs and you're like, aha, a dominant person. Yes. Um. <laughs> Behold, a dom. Yes. <laughs> So it's kind of interesting that people that are not, um, you know, dominants that are not that interested in fetware, um, you might have to be a little bit just for, just for, you know, marketing purposes, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, I think, yeah, it's definitely hard to show DS when you're taking photos of just yourself. When there's like another person, it's a little easier yeah um but it's also because i i just recently did a photo shoot with my personal sub where like shit's real good i'm real happy about that Mm. um but you know it's we weren't playing we were doing a photo shoot and like it's very much not what we do when we are actually in like doing a ds scene yeah um but yeah, it's also some sort of on the topic of like, oh, you need to get fetware for marketing purposes. Yeah. Um, like, fetware can be anything, you know? Yes, that's that too. Get get a pair of de- jeans. Jeans and, fetish. Uh, jeans fetish, let's go. Yeah, you're totally right. That's the thing about like, uh, you know, when events have like, you must be wearing fetware, it's like, I anything mm-hmm. is that way. <laughs> like, yeah, I could be wearing. Yeah, like that's kind of funny. It's like feather fetwear is not just leather and latex. Like nope. fetwear is literally anything that someone is fetishizing. So yeah, good point, valid point. Show um, up in a clown costume next time. Put that to the go. test. There you go. It's like yeah, let's get some lunars uh, in the house here. Exactly. This is something that I used to talk about with, um, I, I had Ms. Vidra on the podcast. Her, her Twitter is at Vidra Miss, um, and she's big into wellness domination. And we were talking mm-hmm. about, like, a lot of people do this type of domination. So, like, why isn't it really visible? And then we were like, oh, because you can't really photograph, like, wellness domination. You can't really do wellness domination as, like, a public scene in a dungeon. Like, maybe mm-hmm. you can incorporate it into into a scene force feeding vegetables or something yeah you know (laughs) an appropriate amount of vegetables (laughs) daily intake of vegetables um yeah in an hour in a dungeon you know what i mean it's like it's stuff like that that isn't it's not the type of domination that's the most visually appealing you know um Mm -hmm. as much as you know maybe the whipping whipping the back of a sub is so (laughs) maybe that's why it's not more visible is because it's not visible it's not visual (laughs) it's also i think with the marketing um it's like the extreme stuff 
is what gets the most attention. Certainly, um, yeah. And it's sort of hard to be like, you know, I'm, I won't, well, I was going to say, I'm, oh, just going to do average Dom things, but that means absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> but it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, we're going to have, like, a, a fun time, and everyone's going to have, you know, get what they want out of this session, and it's going to be just, you know, maybe some spanking and, like, some chastising or whatever, and we'll have some fun. Like, yeah. that's not as engaging as... I absolutely destroyed this sub, and his yes. ass is red, and he's going to be locked up forever. Yes. Like, and that's the thing I think about, like, porn categories and why, um, you know, maybe some stuff appears to be overrepresented in porn, like certain kinks and, like you're saying, like extreme porn, mm -hmm. right? And, and it's not that, you know some people look at that and they're like, that's all that kink is. That's what kink is and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, but that's what's entertaining as, mm -hmm. you know, as, as like marketing wise, like that's what, that's what is visually entertaining. Like we see so much squirting is in, in porn is because it's visual, you know, yeah, it reads well on camera. It that That's literally it. It's not like the thing of like, oh, well, you know, it's it's it, it's interesting because like people without porn literacy would look at that and be like i feel bad about my body because mm -hmm. i can't squirt and everyone can squirt it's like no that's literally only popular because it just works well on camera it just looks good on camera exactly you know don't feel bad about your body because you haven't squirted before <laughs> I mean, I suppose people with porn literacy can still feel bad about their bodies because they can't oh, squirt, yeah. of course. But you know what I mean? It's that it's that thing of, again, this like fantasy versus reality thing. Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, you've got to lean into it a little bit, I guess, if you're going to be marketable. Mm -hmm. People don't, don't like middle of the road stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not going to read. No. I mean... <laughs> Listen, I next clip idea is just going to be like eight minutes of head pats and gentle praise, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I like that, though. I want that. I, <laughs> I like that as a title, too. Eight minutes of head pats. That's it. Just that's yeah. the title of the video. <laughs> Listen, to make it more marketable, I'll put extreme head pats. <laughs> eight minutes. Write it in all caps. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I here's something also since we're kind of talking about like the extreme versus whatever. Um something that I find interesting about your feed is like I think a lot of folks are like um are me like I know my feed is I often say things like um all kink isn't about you know, this extreme type of stuff that we're used to seeing, like there's the sensual side to it too. I feel like as a counter, cause this is how kink 102, perhaps your feed is <laughs> that you're like, all kink isn't sensual. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you're going to come mm -hmm. at it again and flip it again and be like, no people that want like, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of humiliation, like that's valid too. And totally cool. Yeah. Can you so talk about is... that for a second? Yeah. Oh man. So a lot of that was so I, I previously talked about how like there are trends in sort of mm -hmm. online communities. Um, within like the lifestyle dumb community, there was a big surge of like this new quote unquote genre yeah. called gentle femdom, which is sort of like how I actually got my foot in the door with femdom because I was like, oh, these people actually like their subs and they're, you know, intimate and like, loving and that's sort of how i sort of accepted the fact that i wanted to be a dom because yeah. previously i saw it and i was like well i don't really want to be exactly that so i guess i'm not a dom yeah um but the problem i had with like the gentle femdom surge was i realized i am massively sadistic yes love humiliation i love it when they cry yeah. like that's my thing but gentle femdom is very much like trying to get away from that yeah like it's very much like oh we're not interested in like the pain and the humiliation we're interested in like ds and like more wellness domination yeah um and like 
unfortunately, something that has sort of happened is the gentle femdom has like grown and morphed into something that um, is sort of like they've put him, themselves in opposition to quote unquote traditional femdom mm. mm-hmm. uh, and being like, oh, well, we're different because we actually like our subs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, every, ideal, like everyone who does pain and whatnot. Like and our lifestyle doms usually likes their subs. Like, that's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, and that's also sort of like where the comments of like I would because I have done some rather extreme stuff with my sub and like we were in a twenty four seven TP dynamic, um, and like I would post stuff about me and my sub and then like people who are more into like the gentle femdom stuff would like make comments being like oh well like that's not okay for you to do that because i didn't say i got consent to do this in the tweet yeah um and like so a lot of like my frustration with that is sort of like it felt like the people in my sort of like age cohort went really hard in the other way of like no pain no humiliation Mm. And I was just sort of like, actually, some pain. Thank you. <laughs> actually, some pain, some humiliation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Send tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I like how you're saying that, that these two things can coexist because I'm the same way. Like, I'm playful. I'm laughing through it a whole session. We're having fun. I'm fun. But mm-hmm. I'm also a huge sadist and I'm making fun of you and mm-hmm. I'm teasing you and I'm, you know, um, I'm a brat. I'm a bratty top. So, like, I'm, you know, it, it's oh, yeah. so, like, these two things can be the same. Like, I'm, I'm a warm, lovely person and... You know, if you know me at all, you know, I do deeply care about my subs and my clients and their experience and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. But also I'm a sadist and let's go. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that that's, uh, thank you for wrapping, bringing that right, uh, you know, wrapping that up as, as we're nearing the end of the pod, because that's, that's so true. Um, you can have and do both. Like you can have pain, but you can do it in a way that's, you know caring perhaps like I, th- I think you can do I think uh you know a lot of extreme kinks are still love languages you know mm-hmm. humiliation is a love language because you're giving something to someone you know that they want and they desire and they're craving they need and all that kind of stuff so it's like you're doing something for someone uh just because mm-hmm. it looks like you know getting beaten until they're bloody that doesn't mean it's not you know wholesome a little bit you know (laughs) like i've had conversations with like my personal sub and partner where they're like uh when you hit me it feels like love and i'm like in the context i'm like that's so sweet but like when i take a step back i'm just like oh god i can't explain this to anyone (laughs) (laughs) i could never tweet this no (laughs) it would destroy my reputation Oh. <laughs> but like that that is it where it's like the things we do with each other are an act of love like within yeah. you know our personal dynamic even though they don't look like that to everyone else yeah yeah totally good mm-hmm. good 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 um okay we should be wrapping this up miss finesse Alrighty. are you able to tell the people where they can find and follow you and give you bundles and bundles of cash <laughs> bundles of cash is my preferred mode of cash um <laughs> a bundle <laughs> a bindle a bindle one of those uh On a stick. buggies yeah <laughs> uh you can find me most readily available at uh, the underscore finer underscore stuff, which is my Twitter. I also have a Instagram, OnlyFans, and Loyal Fans, which are all at the finer stuff, all one word. Nice. Um, and that's uh, where you can find me. Amazing. Uh, for me, I am at the Lady Pim one on Twitter. That is where I am most active as well. Um, 
if you must go on Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim One or I'm at the Bedpost Podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's the Bedpost Show. We have a YouTube channel. It's the Bedpost Show. Um, I never like to go an episode without mentioning the lady that does all the original music for my podcast. She is Stephanie Copeland, and you can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Miss Finesse, this has been just a joy. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you so much for having me on. My absolute pleasure. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it too. And we will be back next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality on the Big Post podcast. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!